0: You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hey, Kings fans, happy Tuesday. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you all the latest, greatest news about the Los Angeles Kings and or our former players here on this show. My name is Sarah Affenpato. I am glad to be here today sharing with you the great news about the Kings. When you're done here listening to news about the Kings, you should also be heading over to Locked on NHL because you need more hockey news, and Locked on NHL is here to fill that gap. It's our daily podcast on everything that's happening in the NHL, and a bonus, you get to hear from me on that show. Mondays and Wednesdays, I am hosting Locked on NHL, so subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories, game recaps, news, rumors, crazy hypotheses, all sorts of stuff on Locked on NHL. So subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts, but make sure you listen to this show first. On today's show, uh, we're going to take one quick, quick look at uh, how a former king is doing in the playoffs, uh, and then we have some AHL news that came out on Monday, and then we are going to continue our player reviews. Uh, James Nicholson, friend of the program, Uh, from the Crown Conversations podcast, also a uh, former Kings employee, a former LA Kings insider intern, is joining me this year to do some player reviews. Uh, Yesterday, if you missed it, we talked about Cal Peterson and Jonathan Quick. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about some of our young defensemen. So that is coming up on today's show. First off, though, let's talk about Tyler Toffoli, because right now, as I'm recording this, uh, the Montreal Canadiens just finished their sweep of the Winnipeg Jets. And the game winner, the overtime game winner in Game 4 came from Tyler Toffoli. It is great to see him pumped up. It is great to see him scoring. Um, It's nice to see him happy. I sure wish he was being happy while wearing a Kings uniform, but that's uh, not the hand we have been dealt. Uh, But he is continuing on to the next round now with the Montreal Canadiens. They will face the winner of the Vegas-Colorado series. So, I mean... The Cinderella story of the Montreal Canadiens has been amazing. I don't know that they're going to continue much longer, though, uh, in the next round, because Colorado or Vegas, whichever way you shake it, uh, they're both very scary teams. So congratulations to Tyler Toffoli. Uh, There there is a lot to like about the Canadiens. They have a lot of fun young players, and they're a little bit of a team that obviously everyone has counted out. And I certainly do not have them. In my bracket advancing, I don't really know many people who did, but they have a lot of young guys getting the job done. They have Cole Caulfield, who is just like fantastic. They have Nick Suzuki, who is also fantastic, Uh, and just sort of a bunch of guys who are coming together to be perhaps a little greater than the sum of their parts, or whatever the real saying is. But you know, really can't help but be excited for Tyler Toffoli, uh, who does have a habit of coming up clutch in uh, big moments, and this game was no exception with him putting in the game winner for Montreal. So congrats to Tyler. We miss you. The big news that I wanted to talk about, aside from, you know, Tyler Toffoli being really happy, is some news about the AHL. Uh, We don't have a 2021-22 season schedule yet. I feel like that should be forthcoming, not quite yet, but soon. Uh, Soon we should be getting an idea of what next year is going to look like. Uh, But they did release some initial information about uh, some of the ways that the season is going to look next year. Uh, The first thing that I think uh, we all need to know is that there has been a little bit of division realignments across the league, uh, largely due to Vancouver moving their team from Utica uh, to Abbotsford. So there's been a little bit of reshuffling. Uh, So the Pacific Division for 2021-22 is going to be consisted of Abbotsford, which is Vancouver's uh, AHL team. They don't have a name yet, uh, so TBD on that one. Uh, the Bakersfield Condors, who are the Oilers' AHL team. The Colorado Eagles, obviously, with the Avalanche. Henderson Silver Knights, Vegas, us, the rain San Diego Gulls, Anaheim, San Jose Barracuda, that one's super obvious. Stockton Heat, which is Calgary's team, and the Tucson Roadrunners, which is Uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, Stockton had moved to Calgary this past season uh, as part of the sort of like centralization of teams that they played in the uh, Canadian division in the AHL, but they are confirmed to be going back to Stockton uh, and not staying in Calgary for the future, which is actually kind of surprising. I think that there had been some rumors going around that Stockton was going to stay in Canada. I know there have always been kind of problems with Stockton and their arena and their lease agreement or whatever. I'm not even sure that they have an agreement for next season in Stockton, but they are staying in California. So they will continue to be a part of the Pacific Division playing here in the United States. For the 2021-22 season, uh, they have finally kind of started to normalize the amounts of games uh, that are being played across the league. uh, As Long-time watchers of the AHL know uh, the Pacific Division historically has played fewer games than the rest of the AHL, so that division has had to be uh, sorted out by points percentage. Uh, And a lot of that is just because uh, the financial realities of sending a team from, you know, Laval to California is not always great. So the Pacific Division has played a lot of games amongst themselves and uh, therefore have played fewer games than the rest of the league. That is changing in the future. This coming year is sort of the uh, slow path to getting there. The rain uh, and the Pacific Division in general will be playing a 72 game schedule. The rain in the Pacific Division will be playing a 68 game schedule. Uh, other divisions get to pick essentially. They have 72 and 76 games. So basically, the whole league essentially is going to end up being decided by points percentage when it comes down to like playoff kind of stuff. In 2022-23, uh, all teams across the league will play a 72-game regular season schedule. So a couple of teams are going to lose a few games, a couple of teams are going to gain a few games, uh, and we will finally, finally have all of the teams in the league playing the same amount of games, which is uh, all we could really hope for at this point. It will be very exciting to not have to care about points percentage ever again. So 68 games for the Ontario Reign next season And all of this kind of like normalization work that they're doing, which is what the AHL is calling it, all of this uh, reshuffling, a lot of it is also having to do with the fact that not next season, but next next season, 2022-23, Palm Springs, which is going to be the AHL team of the Seattle Kraken, Palm Springs will begin playing. Uh, And so divisions and stuff are going to have to be realigned again anyway. Palm Springs, clearly an obvious choice to be put into the Pacific. So one of those teams is going to be booted most likely and moved somewhere else. But uh, all of that is still forthcoming. No real plans yet for how divisions are going to be realigned in the future. Like I said, there is not a schedule out yet, uh, but the Ontario Rain have announced six guaranteed home dates, including their home opener. Uh, so, get your calendars out if you are uh, going to hang out with the Ontario Rain. We've got Friday, October 15th. That is the home opener. Saturday, December 18th. Saturday, January 8th. Friday, January 14th. Saturday, January 22nd. And Friday, February 11th. That is right after my birthday. Maybe I'll go see the Ontario Rain on my birthday. Eh, we'll find out. But those are the guaranteed home dates. Uh, so, you know automatically six games of the 68 that the rain will be playing. Uh, of course, as soon as we get the full schedule, uh, we will take a look at it here on this show, see, uh, you know, how many times we're going to have to play the stupid San Diego Gulls, because it's usually like 12. Uh, I would like to see them less. But uh, that is all still to come as soon as the league gets, uh, gets their information out. So, AHL news happening. This is pretty big, honestly, the fact that they're slowly working towards getting everyone to play the same amount of games That's taken forever. The Pacific Division has been around for years now, and uh, it's only now that we're getting around to finally having, I guess, A, enough other teams in the division, and B, enough interest from the league overall to finally get everyone playing the same amount of games. No word what teams from outside of the Pacific Division we're going to see. Uh, That is really something that is up to the individual teams involved, uh, because obviously if a team comes here, we've got to go there. Uh, And getting teams to come all the way out to the West Coast is a struggle financially, honestly, uh, or just logistically? A lot of teams just don't want to do it, uh, which is why we end up playing the Gulls and the Barracuda and the you know Condors eight million times a year because not every other team in the league wants to come all the way out here. Uh, that doesn't appear to be changing. Schedules do seem to be. It's not. It's not like the NHL where you're guaranteed to play. You know, three games against people who are in your conference but not in your division, and two games against you know teams that are in the Eastern Conference or whatever. Uh, it, it's not like that in the AHL. Schedules are a lot more uh, flexible in terms of who wants to go to where, uh, especially once once you're talking outside of your own uh, your own con- your own division. Things just sort of happen a little differently in the AHL. So uh, excited that that is finally uh, worked out. And can't wait to see the schedule for the rain uh, once that is released sometime in the future. The other thing uh, that has come out is it's a bit of a teaser because they didn't actually give us any more information on it. In the upcoming season, there is going to be an increase in the number of teams who qualify for the Calder Cup playoffs each year. Uh, There are no details yet on this. We don't know how it's going to work. Is it going to be a play-in round? Are there going to be like an extra round of playoffs? Like no idea. Uh, they just said details are being finalized and will be announced later in the off season. So, this could be good news for the Rain, uh, who will be facing stiff competition to stay in that playoff picture. Uh, Henderson is good. Colorado is good. The Gulls are going to be good. Uh, it's going to be tough for the Rain, especially as they are sort of rebuilding along with the Kings. Uh, we, we saw what happened this year where they were really, really bad, and then they were good, and then they were okay, and then they were good, uh, but just ultimately missed out on a playoff spot uh, had playoffs been determined the traditional way. So keep an eye on that one because that could positively impact the, the rain in terms of getting them into the postseason. So that too, we will keep an eye on uh, and provide some thoughts on that once the information is uh, released out into the world. Coming up next on the show, we're taking a look at some defensemen. James Nicholson joins me to continue our player reviews this season, and we are starting with none other than Curtis McDermott. That is coming up next on the show. First, though, let's talk all about Wealthfront. Because investing is tricky. I certainly do not necessarily have the brain for investing. It's very complicated. There's a lot to learn. And listen, my brain is full of like Pierre Maguire like stats about who played for the Chicago Steel in 2016. I don't have time to learn about stocks and bonds and you know, whatevers. So Wealthfront basically makes it all easy for me. They have the right tools for every portfolio and the portfolios that they create are personalized just for you and it's done in minutes. There's nothing manual to do. There's no picking stocks. You don't have to sit around and watch your computer to figure out if you can buy or sell or whatever. Wealthfront automatically handles all of the investing based off of preferences that you control. All you need is $500 to get started investing with Wealthfront. You can grow your wealth the easy way. And let Wealthfront do all the work for you. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Again, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. And with all that money that you're saving that you are going to be growing, you can uh, go and spend it by going to rockauto.com because if you have a car or you have a truck, uh, chances are you need to do something with it at some point in time. Something will break and you're going to have to fix it if you know how to fix the things on your car. If you do that, well, go to rockauto.com because it is super easy to find all the parts available for your car or your truck. Their navigation is easy. Their pricing is super low. So it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, if you're a mechanic, if you are just someone who's guessing a lot, uh, rockauto.com has the lowest prices just for you. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, so they know what they are about. Go to rockauto.com right now. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. You mentioned someone who I think we're going to start our next section off with, and that's a defenseman. We'll start with kind of the, the borderline guys, the guys who played only a handful of games Uh, and then go on to sort of our core set of defensemen who should be here for the foreseeable future for the most part. Uh, So let's just get this one out of the way. Curtis McDermott, what's the deal? Question mark.
0: You know, it's really easy to look at Curtis McDermott and say like, oh, you know, he's not a top tier defenseman. Let's make fun of him. But as a guy who really coming into the year, we knew would be the seventh D man. Who had to play some tough minutes due to COVID stuff and injuries. I I kind of feel like he he exceeded my expectations for the year. I wish he wouldn't fight off the faceoff to start the game because each time he did that, that did not bode well for the Kings. Um, I think he had to be really measured in his enforce, you know, enforcer role, just because you know defensemen you need them. There's mm-hmm. not as many of them. <laughs> um, I thought we saw him do some fun things with the puck that surprised me a time or two. I really man, when he was paired with Sean Walker at, in the first, like it was like the like game six through I guess 12 or whatever. That was a really good D pairing for a third mm-hmm. pair. And I really liked the way they played together. And after, after Walker got you know, injured with the puck to the face, you know, it just didn't look the same for McDermott. I think he was asked to do some more. We saw him tweak his back in a game early on, you know, for just being a big guy who, you know, could hit a little bit and, and was big and physical. I think we saw him try to just work really hard to just not be a liability to be someone who his teammates could trust to make a play.
1: That's the most interesting thing to me about Curtis McDermott is that like we look at him and we go, if this were the Colorado Avalanche, if this were the Tampa Bay Lightning, like if this were one of the top teams in the league, this man would not be playing. He he, just, he wouldn't be. But for what the Kings are and for what they need, he is in and out of the lineup. And as a seventh defenseman, I don't hate it. Like you could do a lot worse as a seventh defenseman than this guy. And I do Kings think found
0: he, ways to do worse with sixth and fifth defensemen <laughs> this year.
1: <laughs> exactly. And like he he has improved very much from the first few seasons like that. We saw him in the NHL. He has improved from what we saw from him in the AHL. And you know, I, I do think he is owed some like recognition for that of the fact that he is working on his game. He's never going to be elite. I don't think he's ever going to be anything much more than a seventh defenseman. But he is a guy who his teammates love and they love seeing him out there on the ice. They love, you know, anytime he scores a goal, and I think he had like one, two goals, two goals this season, everyone looks overjoyed to see him like put the puck in the net. I feel like, you know, in terms of like meets expectations and stuff like he did exactly what we asked him to do, which was punch people in the face occasionally and then otherwise just go and be large and try not to, like, let too many pucks go in
0: off of you. Yeah. And I, I, I think the best way to describe him is professional. Mm-hmm. He's a good co-worker.
1: I just imagined, like, coming into the office and, like, there's Curtis McDermott.
0: He, he's, he's getting his cup of coffee. Like, hey, good morning, Kurt. <laughs> like, ah, oh, hey. So have you ever seen this show Lost? No. <laughs> Curtis, we've talked about this before, man. <laughs> I, I, i'm not i'm not in the lost well no it's really interesting because like curtis have you watched all the way through lost no no i'm only on episode three. <laughs> oh, okay you're only on episode three yeah but i really like i, I keep re-watching them because i feel like there's so many things to get from the background of each episode no uh, uh, that that's that's really in depth that's really detailed yeah yeah I, i'm a pretty detailed guy um <laughs> I mean, I just I like learning. I like I I like do things. Hey, that's great. I'm I'm gonna go uh, go start my day. Uh, you, you have a good one, Curtis. All right. Yeah. You, you too. Hey, uh, don't forget office softball signups uh, at the end of the hallway. Talk to talk to Delaney. She's got the list. Okay, we'll do, Curtis. This is uh
1: this is the hockey alternate universe that I want now. Is like Curtis McDermott in office space. <laughs>
0: I just wasted so much of your podcast.
1: That's fine. That's fine. I did a whole segment about my cats once because I was trying to avoid talking about Trevor Zegers. So, (laughs) like, I get it. (laughs) Yes. There is more defenseman chatter coming up right after this, but let's look at betonline.ag because maybe you're hearing about these defensemen and you're thinking about their stats and you're thinking, you know... I bet that I'm going to bet on those guys in the future. You can do that by going to betonline.ag, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It doesn't matter what sport it is that you're into. If it's baseball, basketball, the NHL, fighting, horse racing, reality TV shows. That's not a sport, but we'll pretend. Basically anything you can think of. You can find all the information, odds, news, great stuff on betonline.ag. So go over there on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all of the news, information on sign-up bonuses, contests, and more. This is your chance to get into the game. So head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code locked on when you go to betonline.ag. But online, you're online sportsbook experts. And one other thing, and that is Lucy Nicotine. This is a company that's been founded by Caltech scientists, so you know, right in our own sort of world, and former smokers who were looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. This is a product that's been researched and developed for three years to be made for people who want to make the switch from cigarettes and want to do it with something tasty. So Lucy has a nicotine gum, they also have a lozenge, and they come in great flavors like cherry ice, citrus, pomegranate, and more. These products are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now, and it's convenient and it's discreet, so products can be enjoyed anywhere, and they are sent right to your door via a subscription. So you don't even have to leave your house, you don't have to put pants on even to get Lucy. It is 2021. It is time to make the switch. Get rid of your cigarettes, throw out your vape, whatever it is. Get Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges and get started. So Locked on NHL listeners, you can go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including those lozenges or that gum. That's lucy.co and make sure you use promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. Also, I've got to give this disclaimer. Warning, the product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Again, that website is lucy.co, and be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. Two of our other kind of borderline defensemen who got a handful of games uh, are kind of two sort of different defensemen in in uh, in terms of style and size. Uh, we've got Austin Strand and Kale Clegg, both of whom played uh, a handful of games. Strand got thirteen games, Kale Clegg got eighteen games, uh, and and a little bit of two different tales of even coming to pro hockey. Clegg was, you know, is a pretty highly touted draft pick. Strand was signed as a free agent. It took him a couple of years in the AHL to really kind of put it together. And then when he came up to the NHL, everyone was like, who is this guy? And all of us who had ever paid attention to the Ontario Reign were like, we could have told you who he was. Uh, And then Kale Clegg is a guy who I think has underperformed a little bit. uh, Under, you know, did not quite, meet my expectations of what I wanted to see from him in terms of the step forward that I wanted to see him take
0: this year but interesting you know here he is (laughs) that's interesting because I actually was uh, was pretty content with Kale Clegg's play I mean you know last year he only got four games Mm -hmm. okay they really sheltered him no points minus three Uh, this year, 18 games, he had six assists, was a minus six for penalty minutes. Like there were times where I really, you could see him take over Mm ships and like, it was, it was exciting. There were other times where it seemed like he was chasing in the defensive zone a little bit. Like he was, he was a step behind from where he should have been. And, And that, I mean, as a rookie defenseman, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt yeah he's been in the system for a little bit longer yeah he was i mean he was drafted what three years ago yeah twenty sixteen he was mm-hmm. drafted um and i i just see i see kale Clegg progressing. I don't hate the way he's progressing i'm I'm okay with his play austin strand I'm a big fan of just because that's a guy who has been very unsung in terms mm-hmm. of what he can do and you know, as an overage player in the WHL, as a defenseman, he scored 64 points in 69 games that year. Nice. And, yeah. And, um, I mean, he has worked really hard, has spent time in the ECHL, and does things to try to just take over, take pressure off of his teammates. That's what I, I think it is. And And he looks for holes that mm-hmm. the other team is going to give him, and he exploits that. He's he's a pretty smart player. He knows what his strengths are and he's very well aware of what his weaknesses are. And I think that's the big difference between him and Clegg. Is I think Clegg is just go. He's read and react. He's go, go, go. And I think with Austin Strands, he's trying to think a couple of steps ahead because he has to in order to be at that level.
1: Kill Clegg has always been frustrating for me. And yeah, it's it's Easy to think that he should be maybe further ahead than he is, but he's still 22. You know, he's still very young in terms of defensemen. And we all know that it takes defensemen a little longer usually to to get the way that the game works at this level. But it, it feels a little bit like the Kings have kind of given up on him, which is frustrating. He I, I just saw him play the last two rain games in Tucson. And it's the same thing that I've been seeing from him since he was still a prospect and hadn't even turned pro yet, which is some shifts. He looks amazing. He takes over the shift. He dominates on the ice. I saw him do some really creative skating and protecting the puck along the boards to, to create a scoring opportunity for the team. And then a few shifts later, he completely loses his man and gets beat and just looks like he doesn't know what he's doing out there. That's like the most frustrating part is that, I would hope to see fewer of those sorts of moments from him as he goes on in his career. And it seems like we're still seeing those same sorts of, of lack of consistency, which is what, worries and frustrates me but at the same time I'm like I don't want him to go to Seattle because I think if you give him time and patience to let him mature you could have a very good young defenseman on your hands like Austin Strain, I think he kind of is what he is in sort of the Curtis McDermott mold not necessarily as a fighter but as you know a bigger guy who just knows what his role is and knows how to get the job done is he going to blossom into a top pairing defenseman no probably not but you, you kind of know what you're going to get from him shift, you know, shift after shift. Kale Clegg, you flip a coin and you'll you'll who knows how he's going to remember to play hockey.
0: Man, that year where he was really quarterbacking the power play at World Junior, I remember watching him going, oh, my gosh, he looks like Roman Yossi. Like it just he's kind of everywhere. He makes little plays like really mm-hmm. easy. You know, he takes the puck. He he, he controls the whole game when he's on the ice and yeah, seeing that consistently, I think could be really awesome. And yeah, it just feels like if he doesn't have the puck on his stick, you'll wonder what's going to happen next with him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what's going on in there. Do you think that he's probably the one who goes to
0: Seattle? I, I don't think it's likely. He's not splashy enough for Tim Laiwiki and he's not dull enough for <laughs> Ron Francis. <laughs>
1: That's an amazing way to put it. <laughs> Very curious to unearth eventually who you who who are, who your Seattle pick is, and uh, we we will find that one out because now now I'm curious because Clegg is kind of who most people say uh, will be will be picked to go there, uh, and and I'm always all for differing opinions on on that one, uh, so I I can't wait until you're like hey remember Seattle this guy. Keep that in mind for the rest of our conversation. That is it for today. Thanks again to James for jumping on the show to do some player reviews with me. He's on Twitter at Ulysses gym. Tomorrow. we're gonna to be talking about, oh, Drew Dowdy. So make sure you listen to tomorrow's show. We'll be doing player reviews all week, so if you miss one, make sure you go back and listen to it In the meantime. Find this show on Twitter at locked on l a Kings. Find me on Twitter at right, said Sarah. Give us a follow uh, right now, I'm just tweeting about Tyler Toffoli, because I love him and I miss him. Make sure you're following this show, you're subscribed to this show, wherever you get your podcasts, so you don't miss any of those future episodes looking at the performances of all of our guys. Oh, by the way, there are polls on Twitter. uh, So if you are listening to this and you want to vote on how you think some of our guys did meets expectations, exceeds expectations, uh, needs improvement. Yes, I do work in HR for my day job, so uh, there you go. Go find the the show's Twitter at Locked On LA Kings and give a vote today. That's it for me right now. Until next time, you've been listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.